you don't have to know everything. You actually don't need to know anything. You just, by simply taking action, hey, I'm going to go buy businesses, the opportunity started presenting them to itself. Joe happens to have a lot of experience in the operational component of a business. So he was able to kind of do the operational due diligence on a business acquisition. But he was like, I'm not good at the legal things. So I bring in an attorney that helps dissect the legal structure and the entities. He's like, I'm not, you know, great at the financial analysis. I can read a PL and a balance sheet and understand the financial statement, but I actually don't know how to backtrack that to accounting and is it set up in the right accounts and how is these AP and AR and the timing, all of those other things that it's like he hires a financial expert to come in and guide him and to do that nitty gritty detail that he needs to do an analysis on the due diligence of a business acquisition. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And when I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, It's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Welcome to the Passive Wealth Principles, What I Learned episode with, I'm your host, Jake Harris. Actually, I mean, hosting, it's just me. It's just me talking here. I am diving into the What I Learned Joe Wexler episode. Joe is uh, super interesting. I I loved hearing his story. Uh, I actually got to hear some things that I never knew about him that in this this podcast interview. One of the interesting things was that his international travel and his business experience, so he's lived and traveled to uh, he's lived in a couple different countries, the United States being one, but also he lived in Dublin and he lived in Italy, um, and he's visited 35, 40 countries during his business experiments or experience in management consulting. Uh, he didn't really specialize in any one industry, but his strategic consulting uh, PWC allowed him to travel to lots of different industries and see a lot of different businesses being structured, especially in the international platform. Uh, his dad was uh, taught in Iran. His mom, you know, traveled and was in other parts of the world. He played in, uh, in a um, 
international hockey league in, in Norway when he was 13 years old. He did work in the Arctic Circle. You know, it was just like all of these things that I was like, I just find incredibly fascinating to hear how he's experienced, you know, this interesting things within his life. He's then taken those experiences. He's taken those opportunities of seeing all this diverse set of businesses. And as and ultimately he led up to a uh, exit um, he got into the healthcare industry as he started having a family and some kids. He didn't want to travel anymore. He didn't want to go, you know, uh, spend, you know, weeks on end traveling to other parts of the world to, to meet with clients. And so he wanted to spend more time at home. And he was really in, in which we talk about is the, in management consulting, you're billing on an hourly rate. You're absolutely trading your time for money. Your hour rate has maybe gone up and you can make pretty good money doing management consulting stuff, but it's like you are actually billing on an hourly basis and say, here you go. I work 10 hours or 20 or 40 hours this week, pay me that amount of money. So you don't have the opportunity to grow exponentially and really transition into something that is passive wealth or net worth growing doing that particular industry. He realized that he realized that he was maybe in the in the wrong vehicle. He transitioned into a boutique consulting firm that specialized in healthcare as he was consulting uh, getting and diving more into the healthcare industry that kind of spurned up his own business. He actually realized that his consulting business had certain struggles, like he was limiting out his potential to earn as being a partner in this consulting firm because of some own limitations. At first, they thought it was maybe just the market being in Charleston, but they realized like they didn't have a good marketing system for acquiring new customers. They didn't have the same a hiring system to bringing in top talent into their organization. And so because they had limitations on their existing systems and what was their core strengths was not in hiring and not in talent acquisition, they had limited revenue and they had maximized out their revenue potential. That led to them ultimately becoming a, a M&A or merger and acquisition target for another you know, bigger shop. And so they added that and sold their organization and worked, you know, now became part of this bigger corporation or bigger company. He ultimately decided he wanted to leave that because of some cultural elements. So his partners bought him out and he fully exited. Now he's sitting there is, what do I do? I've exited out of, of what was my day-to-day -day job. I'm not doing the consulting business anymore. And this dives into the meat and potatoes of what Joe is doing today and where I find to be incredibly fascinating and really a unbelievable vehicle that can grow uh, him into exponential net worth and cash flows. He started getting into buying businesses. He got into owning as a operating company and have a, a series, uh, a portfolio of operating companies that he is helping to drive strategy for. And that's what he did before in his consulting business was help to drive strategy for these individual businesses. Now, as an owner of these businesses, he gets the actual the fruits of his reward and moving and helping to drive the direction of them. He's also started a, a business advisory component to that is helping to do the transactions, to do the business brokerage. 
to buy and sell businesses as he's marketing and putting things out there to businesses to potentially acquire for himself. He's also saying, hey, sometimes they're not the right fit for him. And so he can help other people that it might be the right fit for. And so that is a process that he gets an opportunity to teach and guide some of these business sellers into the right framework of how and what to expect when you're selling your business. He's also able to take a potential business buyer and guide them towards the right fit that you know is uh, going to check the right boxes for them. People's different personality lends themselves to different businesses they potentially can acquire. And he started creating more and more content around that you know avenue. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Look, two of the most common questions I get asked are, where can I find good deals to invest into? And is it possible to invest alongside of our deals as a passive investor? So my team and I wanted to put together an insider list where you can get first access to investment opportunities, due diligence resources, and best practices for those interested in investing passively into deals like the ones we talk about on the show. Those deals are mostly in the commercial real estate space, but I oftentimes get exclusive access to deals of people like the guests on my show. If those deals pass our criteria, we pass them on to those on the list. To gain access to this insider list, all you have to do is go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. We also host events, dinners, and give away VIP access to events that I'm speaking at or attending. Once again, it's www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. For those that are serious about passive wealth building, we'll see you on the inside. Now, back to the show. We also dive into some things and some struggles that he had when own buying his own business, why it took him 18 months to buy the first business was because of some being left at the altar. He was going to acquire one business and then they decided to back out. We're not going to sell this business to you. Other things and ultimately ended up buying another business. The time that it took to transition to get more you know, a good general manager and operating company and institute some of these changes took a lot more time. And so understanding how to build that out into your pro forma, into your analysis, layering in contingency plans into your business acquisition strategy. And so this, these are, again, are all fascinating things that I think has an unbelievable opportunity moving forward. We also talked about how you don't have to know everything. You actually don't need to know anything. You just, by simply taking action, hey, I'm going to go buy businesses, the opportunity started presenting them to itself. Joe happens to have a lot of experience in the operational component of a business. So he was able to kind of do the operational due diligence on a business acquisition. But he was like, I'm not good at the legal things. So I bring in an attorney that helps dissect the legal structure and the entities. He's like, I'm not, you know, great at the financial analysis. I can read a PL and a balance sheet and understand the financial statement, but I actually don't know how to backtrack that to accounting and is it set up in the right accounts and how is the these AP and AR and the, the timing, all of those other things that it's like he hires a financial expert to come in and guide him and 
to do that nitty gritty detail that he needs to do an analysis on the due diligence of a business acquisition. And so oftentimes he'll bring them in also as partners. Sometimes they're acquiring that business with him and they have an expertise or a operational excellence or maybe a legal structure that it adds itself as a benefit to the way he's going to future uh, move that business forward. So assembling that team becomes very, very critical. So that's the other thing is like, you don't actually have to know about those particular industries. And that's where I also like what Joe is doing from a management consulting standpoint. He saw so many different businesses is the business fundamentals of buying something, fixing up uh, or building a widget and selling it for more is kind of still the same across all different platforms. You have different nuances from that, but if it's a house, it's a plastic toy, it's a, you know, building a car or a rocket ship, a lot of those fundamentals of business are still hold true no matter what industry you're in. There's different technical nuances and obviously something about what he was in in healthcare before, there's a lot of regulatory environments related to that that can hold you up. And from country to country, there's a lot of things that are challenging, but that doesn't, you know, get away from the opportunity that is buying businesses as, and I I think we talked about this was like, there's somewhere between 10 and $30 trillion of asset transference that is going to be happening over the next decade, 10 to 20 years as baby boomers are set to retire or stop working. They oftentimes are the ones that own these businesses. Everybody's talking about that from the houses that they own, but what about the businesses? What about the operating company? What about the service? industry that they're reaching and, and, you know, connecting to. So that is a tremendous amount of, of asset liquidation or selling that is going to be happening in the next 10 to 20 years. And so from that means that there's going to be a lot of opportunity. The business buying and, and brokerage business and buying and selling of business is like the wild, wild west. In real estate, it's pretty easy to understand how to evaluate a house. And actually, there's a lot of programs and, and information and data gathering sources of like Redfin and Zillow and MLS that you can kind of connect to and even get like a comparable that this 2,000 square foot house built here is probably worth $400,000 because of X, Y, and Z. Business buying, that is not the case. There is no standardized uh, valuation for that. There's no way of standardizing even the financing aspects of it. And so there's so many different nuances and creative potential solutions layering into the business buying process. And even from selling your business, most business owners don't know what they need to do prepare to sell their business in this transition coming up. And so that's where there is challenges but then also opportunities to be playing in this space. And that's why I like Joe, uh, you know, and, and he just gives out so much information. He t- reach, he is someone I reached out to and connected up on. Uh, I was running through uh, potentially buying a business and I had him take a look at it and kind of poke holes in it. And he gave lots of insights. And I was like, I need you to come on this podcast because 
I'm learning these things firsthand. And I think what you're putting out there is so, so very valuable. And I only think that's going to continue to grow. Obviously, we only had an hour episode. And I think that is, is it's worth even bringing on maybe a part two of diving into and dissecting what it is as a business owner and preparing your business to sell, or maybe as, as a high income earner is someone that is looking to acquire kind of their side hustle, or maybe their second gig, or maybe you know uh, their spouse or partner may be becoming a component of growing their net worth. And you know, as there's this this transition period, so. I think uh, Joe gave a, a ton of information, lots of insight. He got a lot of resources and books that he used because, again, he is coming at this live. He sold his business in 2019 or out of his business in 2019, rolled into buying businesses because it's so fresh and which is very, very interesting is that it's almost real time that you get a chance and he's maybe a wrong or two or three ahead of where I think a lot of people want to be, in, including myself, is as we're looking for M&A activity, him guiding the, the path forward and also saying, hey, here's the lessons learned. Here's the mistakes I made. Look out for that there. And it's more relatable than the Blackstones or the private equity, you know, uh, M&A activity and the investment bank that is going through the process because it's it's just totally different when you're experiencing it on a institutional capital level versus buying a small business. So I think this is a fascinating episode with Joe Wexler. I, I think you should dive into the full episode if this is something that is of interest to you. I know it is of interest to me of acquiring more businesses. This is not necessarily passive, but it is it can lean itself and potentially be a passive way of owning a business and get exponential growth on your net worth, especially if you're structuring it in the right way. If you have maybe an operator or a holding company that can run the day-to-day, -day, adding more and buying more businesses can become a way to grow your passive wealth and into a tremendous transference of wealth. That is a lot of these baby boomers and business owners transferring over their ownership to of these assets. So again, this has been Passive Wealth Principles, What I Learned episode. If you want to hear more about this, I'm actually leaning a lot more into our, our newsletter and uh, a text letter. And so at catchknives.com, catchknives.com, you can go sign up for this newsletter. We're actually featuring some of these interesting business ideas and strategies to either start or to build or to bolt on. Uh, we're also talking about other passive wealth ideas. And I get to share some of those that are a little bit more in detail and in a written form or through the text message. And, and we're also putting that out there on and some additional video uh, content. So check out catchknives.com. Uh, sign up to be part of that newsletter right now. And so that you can gain some of these other insights as well as in information that Joe is putting out there and check out the full episode with Joe Wexler. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at Jake.RealEstate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. 
It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.